Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We're talking again. Our bodies were made. Hi, I'm Paul Mitzi. I'm Lucy Thomas. I'm Brendan Levi. And we are the Swapcast Podcast. Every episode we watch an entry in the body swap movie genre and break it down for you. Except today, because it's time for another tenuous swap episode. So on our main show, each of us will always recommend a piece of media that is tenuously linked with the film we review on that episode. So now we have forced one of our co-hosts to watch one of our recommendations. So today we will be looking at the Talking Heads musical, True Stories, the sci-fi action, Lockout, and the nostalgic coming-of-age drama, The Wackness. As always, we love to hear from our listeners, so slide into our DMs on Insta, send us an email at theswapcastpodcast at gmail.com, or chuck us a review on iTunes so we can get to 100 reviews and do an episode on Face Off Ready. And we uh, did hear from one of our listeners since our last Tenuous Swap episode, and they said that they love these episodes. So um, it was partly the reason why we decided to do another one. So yeah, we love hearing from our listeners. So give us some feedback. Yeah. Oh. We're back, baby. We I like these, these as well. Yeah, yeah, I like doing these. <laughs> Let's see if you still think that by the end of the episode. Yeah, oh. I just think I would even <laughs> gladly watch like a bad movie that's not a swap, a bad swap movie. Like just... <laughs> Just because you know where it's not going in the exact same direction. Yes. <laughs> it's bad for a whole new reason. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. So first up the rank is me. I was given the 1986 musical comedy True Stories by Brendan, who recommended it in our... Now, this is where I'd usually say which episode <laughs> he recommended it in, but I could not we work out how the fuck... I don't know where he recommended me this right, film. Guys, I know he did. This one is a little complicated, so I understand why you can't remember. Uh-huh. Did you need me to walk you through it again? Yes. You just made something up, or do you actually you really so, remember? No, I remember. So, Swoozie Kurtz is Tina, the, uh, the villain in oh. Vice Versa, and she's the lazy woman in True Stories. Ah. That's oh, it was an actual direct... <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> this film is a collection of vignettes and musical sequences chronicling the inhabitants of a small Texas town in the preparation of a big parade. Now, why did you recommend this film to me, Brendan? Uh, first of all, you hadn't seen it, and that's like a hard thing to find. <laughs> it's one of the films that you haven't seen. Yeah. Um, but I, I think probably just because... Uh, I like it when we're like talking about a varied, <laughs> like a varied amount of films, and this one is yeah. definitely unique. And so I think I just chose it because I think it'll stand out. And honestly, I have no idea what you would think of it. I yeah, don't, I'm very I don't, interested <laughs> to hear. Yeah, I don't peg <laughs> you as like a Talking Heads fan, so like I don't mm-hmm. think that will play any role in it. Like the the mm-hmm. affection that probably me and Lucy have for David Byrne. 
Yeah. Um, and so it's just purely on the merit of the film. And that'd be an interesting take. You're right. I mean, I I wouldn't say that I'm like a giant Talking Heads fan. Like, obviously, everyone's heard their songs and there's a few that like stand out that have kind of, you know, entered the pop culture lexicon that you d- recognize straight away. Sure. If you're a, if you're a teenager in a uh, a TV series at the moment, you've got a Talking Heads album for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like, was I've it Talking that- Heads that that they like sang along to in every day or was that a different band no no that was that uh this is the day that oh, I, yeah, i'm sure it's right. the same era yeah i think that's the yeah isn't that isn't that what's the band yeah called? but you do say like sex education stranger things mm. like mm. 13's yeah. reasons why like yeah <laughs> <laughs> well if 13 reasons why i like talking heads then, <laughs> um, <laughs> you are right that i didn't have that affection for them that everything that involves david byrne i'm gonna automatically love i actually had forgotten who recommended this to me i it, for some reason i was thinking this was one of lucy's recommendations i wish and i, I was, could have recommended i wish i'd like remembered and could have done it <laughs> so it is, well, it is sort oh, of the ha- yeah it's our recommendation uh, I, then <laughs> uh well okay so you're gonna negate the, what i was about to say which was like i was watching this film going lucy is going to fucking hate me and i'm really scared <laughs> of how i'm going to talk about this film because i hate this <laughs> i hate this and i want this to end i, I really thought, <laughs> i thought he'd hate it i thought he'd hate it Brendan, I was so uh, this film was a struggle for me to get through. I actually started it one night and fell asleep in 10 minutes. And then, like, <laughs> I was like, I have to watch this, like, fully caffeinated at, like, the prime time of day where I'm not going to even be a bit tired because this tested my patience. It's just so, like, there's a couple of, there's two sequences in the film where they play, like, the actual version of the song sung by David Byrne and have like really interesting musical sequences around that. Like there's one where like heaps of people go up to the stage and lip sync to a song. Wild Wild Life, yeah. There's a sequence where Susie Kurtz is watching TV um, and watching one Love of the sales on yeah. the TV. Yeah, yeah. And that was really cool. I love those two sequences, but I, I – pretty much hated all this musical sequences where it was the town people singing the songs because they couldn't sing and it was uninteresting. Um, everything in between the songs was just nonsense. Like, and I'm up for like surrealist bullshit. And if it's funny or interesting, I didn't find any of it funny, or interesting. It just felt quirky. And uh, like, I'm not going to claim this film is pretentious because it really does feel like something that's genuinely like he felt like he needed to get out. Like I, it feels like so like you're looking into someone's mindset and it didn't feel like him putting anything on. Did, did you want like, like a bit so of a- I respect, so I respect how unique it was and that it felt like a very specific voice, but I just didn't gel with that voice. Like, uh, did, do do you want like a bit of like a background of the like I feel like maybe retrospectively you could come to appreciate it. I can convince you. Do it because <laughs> was, wasn't it him? He's um like he created this story based on like all these like news stories he had heard about over the years, and then he like kind of amalgamated it into these vignettes. Yeah, yeah, basically, like uh, 
yeah, reading tabloids and and picking them out to, and then using them to like build. Like you said, it is totally vignettes. There's there's no narrative here really, um, except mm-hmm. it's a bunch of small stories told through the lens of one town. But like mm-hmm. the the whole idea, the whole concept of it is that he he was like doing these like shows and going to these like flyover states. And he was just thinking about the all the imag- imagination and creativity in these towns that gets like overlooked mm-hmm. and stuff. And so it is actually mm-hmm. like him trying to be like not pretentious, but like just super affectionate to like these people. And and like yeah, it's sort of supposed to be like humorous and and stuff, but it's also supposed to be like not making fun of. It's like, hey, look at this this period of time and these people, and isn't this wonderful? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I- that's why that makes David Byrne an angel. He's like, I love that. And I get like, and I can see if you love Talking Heads and you love David Byrne, like he is front and center in this film, and he has a very specific presence that if you love him, you'd be just like over the moon with this. I found him to be really like alienating and flat, but like I can see that that's also his appeal. But as yeah. someone that doesn't have. <laughs> <laughs> but like that, that's like I'd... this 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 persona he he puts out for like um if you watch like uh talk stop, stop making sense or uh mm-hmm. like like other video stuff he does it's like this this weird like shrunken guy who's like meek yeah. and and lovely mm-hmm. and yeah it's like a it's a character like <laughs> yeah but you just I think- just feel like. Like, if this was a collection of music videos without the in-between bits, I would have liked it more. Yeah, they, and and quite often this movie is that for me. Like, as in, I I will, like, be talking about something with people and I'll be like, oh, and I'll show them a clip. I won't be like, watch this whole film. Because yeah. lots mm. of it is just, like, making these little commentaries in like small pieces and I don't think it is necessarily even required to be watched all in one sitting or one viewing. Yeah, mm-hmm. linear. Yeah, for sure. Like uh the the scene with the um when him talking about moles and stuff, like did you find that interesting? Like, oh, yeah, that that was a thing at one time and and oh, isn't that interesting that it was like the town center and like I remember that and now that's something that's gone. And that's a piece of history. That Look at his face. Experience. You know, you know, it's not going to be good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look, I get it. I get the appeal of this film. I get what it was trying to say. <laughs> yeah, you do not. <laughs> you just—it's just—it just didn't gel with me. I'm sorry. I—you haven't won me over. <laughs> It's okay. I it wasn't enough like <laughs> unicorns and sprinkles and Powerpuff Girls in it. Which I, I, I would say that's exactly what this is. It's like it's like bright colors and um and yeah, it's like glittering up Texas. <laughs> like I have to say, yeah, on a visual level, it was it was quite lovely to look at, and I think it was the same cinematography that a cinematographer that did Wings of Desire. Really? Oh, for real? Wow, I didn't <laughs> yeah, I didn't know I that. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, well, um, well, Paul just like out indied us on our own films, <laughs> <laughs> and it does it does feel very much like a 
a companion piece to that film because that's another film that's very much like not about the plot and floating through. Yeah, and that I really liked and that you really hated. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't hate (laughs) it. I I would say I enjoyed Wings of Desire more than this film. I feel like there was more to cling on to than this film. There's more of a narrative, (laughs) I guess. Yeah. But uh, I guess the closest thing to a narrative this film has is the John Goodman plot where he's trying to find a wife. Yeah. And it was nice seeing like John Goodman in that time period. He's always a he's always a fun watch. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. Did I think that this is better than vice versa? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but um good try, Brendan. Like I, it's funny, I, I I just find it funny that you apologize. Like I, I didn't have anything to do with this film. <laughs> But he should apologize because what you like makes up the fabric of who you are. And if Paul doesn't like it, then he doesn't like you. Well, that's a failure. On or his is that part. just is that just me? I'm just saying it's a failure on Paul's part that he didn't get to enjoy it. Like, yeah, for yeah. sure. You're tacky, and I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> Next up is Lucy, who was given the film Lockout by me on our Dating the Enemy episode. In Lockout, a lone mercenary, wrongly accused of a crime, is tasked with sneaking aboard a space prison to rescue the president's daughter when all the inmates escape while she is on board. Okay, can I just redo the plot for you? (laughs) Yes. Okay, so I wrote down, a sexy yet aging Guy Pearce with bad tattoos must save an Ivanka Trump type from a bad haircut as a space jail hostage. (laughs) (laughs) How good was that haircut? <laughs> that was an amazing sequence. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So I recommend it. So if, if if you think back to our last Tenuous Swap episode, I actually gave Lucy the choice because I'm always – I always am a, I always get accused of only recommending Disney-type movies. So I said you can either get the Disney movie or the non-Disney movie. I feel like, and Paul, she this, said is, non-Disney. this is you trying to be tough. This is you trying to be tough. You're like, yeah, I like tough movies when guys go to space jail. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lucy, would have you ever watched this film without my recommendation? Okay, so I wrote down, like, this movie is trash. If it was on when I was flicking, <laughs> if it, when I was flicking through channels when I was eat, about to eat my dinner and I, like, couldn't be bothered, like, putting the Netflix on and looking through the things, like, it was just on TV, I would have been like, oh, yeah, I'm going to watch this bullshit. <laughs> but no, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, does that mean you didn't enjoy it? <laughs> um, just in like a like it was a comedy, right? Like I was laughing so yeah. much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, like I yes, I would say exactly... it has to be a comedy. Yeah, yeah, and and I think the film is very self aware in that way. Like I think it knows how stupid it is and just leans straight into it. Yeah, it's real stupid. Yeah, and I I haven't I hadn't watched this film since it came out. Uh, like nine years ago or whatever and so i rewatched it again this morning and i mean the special effects have not aged well in any way like it looks like a ps2 cut scene yes that's a great that's a great way to describe it (laughs) but i have to say it's still a whole lot of fun it's so fucking stupid it's i actually wrote this is stupid in my notes (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so you thought it was fun? Like, fun enough. 
Like I, I wouldn't tell, I wouldn't tell anyone else to go out and watch it. But like I said, if I was flicking through at dinner time and I wanted like some mindless silliness, I, I would watch it. Yeah, but you know, you you didn't like uh, true stories. And, and you like That's not how it works. You can't not like something because I didn't like another thing. No, no, I'm just saying, like you as a person like this movie but you didn't like (laughs) iconic like art piece (laughs) that's you know that's that's fine but you but you need all of these like like you said like you need when you're like so emotionally drained you need to put something stupid on and then you need like um life is a bit routine at, at the moment i need something that like lets me step back and like think of things in a bigger picture like yeah you need all sorts and because mm-hmm. I, I, I like both of these <laughs> <laughs> so uh what did you think of guy pierce as the main character lucy like very bad iconic ta- performance very bad tattoos <laughs> yeah um and uh he had some very cheesy lines and yeah, like which gloriously cheesy and like you know, like this. I'm gonna run and jump in this spacesuit. I'm gonna fly across. Like just very silly. <laughs> he tried his best. He did his best. <laughs> um, I I'm disappointed that he didn't become like a giant action star after this film. I feel like it should have happened after this. Like film. he should have he gone should've... into like his own transporter franchise or something. Yeah, he should have been the next Jason Statham, Vin Diesel. But where do you go from Space Jail? (laughs) (laughs) Universe Prison? (laughs) Yeah, I was about to say. Where where can you go? Yeah, Yeah, this film actually reminded me a bit of, uh, did you guys see last year's uh, Bloodshot with Vin Diesel? No. No. (laughs) It's a similarly stupid one. That film actually... Heavily features a talking head song, so there you go. Um, <laughs> Full circle. Yeah, but uh, like a film that knows how stupid it is, just leans into it and is just fun for that. Um, yeah, but I want to, um, okay, like if I'm in that mood, I want to watch National Treasure. You know, like I want that, I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. Uh, this is just a. This is, I'm going to save the president's daughter. <laughs> Yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I thought the like dynamic between the president's daughter and uh, Snow, Guy Pierce's character, was very like, it, it was a window into a, another time. I don't think this film would have been made the same way now. Like, he literally you know, punches her in the face and cuts yeah. all her hair off and she still falls in love with him at the end. <laughs> <laughs> but do they not do they not actually kiss? They don't. She yeah. she he's like at the end he's like, I expected a kiss and then she walks off and then she pretty much says um that he's she's gonna fuck him. 
Yeah. So it's like, if you're going to leave it all mysterious, why say that afterwards? What's the yeah. age difference uh, of these actors, by the way? Guy yeah, Pearson, I, I, I wanted at least to mention 25 years. I wanted, to me- I wanted to mention it, but everyone's so bored of that from me, I'm sure. Um, yeah. I, I would be interested to know, you know, that trope of like danger bringing people, like making people fall in love. I wonder if it's real. Yeah. Like, do you think people mm. that have been in dangerous situations and, like, the people that, like, you know, like, the Rescue hand them. that, like, pulls them out of whatever, like, you do fall in love with that person? <laughs> I, I don't know if we should be going off of Luc Besson movies to see how females are supposed to be treated because, I mean, <laughs> Maggie Grace just came off of another Luc Besson movie uh, when she did this, which was Taken, a film where she is sold into sex trade and like Oof. used for the entire film and then comes out at the end happy because she gets to uh, hang out with Holly Valance and learn how to sing at the end. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> um, happy International Women's Day. <laughs> I didn't realize this was the same guy. Like he's got well, a real Well, he didn't type. direct this, but he wrote this. He wrote this and produced this. But yeah. yeah. Um, but he also like made the fifth element, which I feel like you can see a lot of that DNA in this film as yeah, well. Yeah, once again, a, yeah, a girl being saved by uh, a Bruce Willis character. Yeah, but I'm here <laughs> yeah. for that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, Mila Jovovich in Fifth Element is amazing. Even yeah. though that's another one of the uh, Born but- Sexy Yesterday movies. Yeah. One thing I I really appreciated was the villain in this film. He's like a Scottish actor that's in. Um, oh, that I was gonna say that in my wrap Misfits, up of the film. Yeah, I feel like yeah. this movie like it portrays Scottish people poorly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm from Scottish ancestry, and it was like the first two the first two criminals you meet are Scottish. <laughs> is it is but it connected is a- to like England or like is it an English film in any way or? No, it's French. Ah. Luc Bazon's French. <laughs> uh, that villain character, he's just like so unhinged and just like a crazy performance. I, yeah. I really appreciated him. Yeah. yeah, I really wish I knew his name because he does like a spectacular job in uh, Preacher as well, if you've watched the series yeah. Preacher. Yeah. What else has yeah. he been in? I feel like I do recognize Miss him from Fitz. something else. Oh, Did yes. Have- yes, yeah. yep. So, yeah, I, I think this is film's a lot of fun. Uh, did you think it was better than Dating the Enemy? No. <laughs> oh, that's real harsh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think Dating the Enemy, like, that is the perfect balance of stupid and fun to me. Right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I have to give props, like, Dating the Enemy did manage to get uh, Guy Pierce's shirt off, whereas yeah. this film he keeps his a shirt on. A whole lot more. Yeah, for sure. And also his shirt in this film is it says warning offensive. Yeah, <laughs> Which it's I like, felt yeah, was very you're right. on the nose. This movie is offensive. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So finally uh we have Brendan, who was given hey. the whackness by Lucy, who recommended this film on our selfless episode. Sounds like an SCD. I was wondering if it was selfless. <laughs> <laughs> because like in it also has uh what's his name uh what's ben his name Kingsley. no it's got ben kingsley but it also has what's the drug dealer josh this- peck no no the oh um method man method, method man, man is in the cobbler he uh, anyway yeah i'm sorry. pretty sh- yeah i ruined your, <laughs> your flow <laughs> uh in this 
In this film, a young drug dealer strikes a friendship with a therapist, but then complications arise when he starts dating the therapist's daughter. So, Brendan, is this a film you would have watched uh, without this recommendation? Like, I remember it floating around at the time of a release, but it is definitely one that just sort of floated by and I, I never actually watched or, or was considering watching, so... Yeah, probably not. Um, and now that you've watched it, did you enjoy it? I did. Yay! I, I, <laughs> well, I, I was interested in hearing uh, Lucy's reasoning for, for for passing it on to me. Because it's coming of age and it's got a rad soundtrack. It does definitely have a rad mm. soundtrack as well. Yeah. I was surprised by how deep that soundtrack was for an indie film. That must have been where how all they the budget it? went. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like at at the start of it, I was like, "Why did Lucy recommend this?" I f- it just seems like everything she hates. Like the the characters, like the main guy, has this like waifless sort of attitude, and I just see him, Lucy being like, "This is the boyfriends that I have had in the past," kind of a character. <laughs> and then Ben Kingsley's like messing around behind his wife's back and stuff. But then as it like came, comes together in that relationship between um, Ben Kingsley. And who's what's what's the main character's name? Uh, I, I'm I terrible can't at this. Either. Why do I do a podcast? The actor's name is Josh Peck, so we'll just yeah. call him Josh Peck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like yeah, between uh, Ben Kingsley's character and Josh Peck, like it just really forms into this this lovely thing. Yeah, and and he has that great line of the if you ever meet anyone that doesn't like dogs and doesn't listen to Bob Dylan, you call the authorities immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just I love that. For me personally, like just thinking about um, like my own growth and being a guy and how I guess like we're taught to to deal with our emotions and all this sort of stuff really like came out of it as well. And I found that really uh, touching to, to look at. So, yeah, yeah, there was a lot, a lot Yay! of good things to this I film. Thought, I thought that that would be what you would take away from it. That's awesome. And even like feel like uh, it touched on like a... Uh, was it King of Staten Island almost in a way? Yeah, but yeah. cool. Yeah, I I uh, watched it as well. Um, even though it wasn't my recommendation because I'm just a good host that way. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I I thought it was really really sweet movie. Um, like the soundtrack was great and the performances were really good. Like uh, Josh Peck, uh, you know, obviously he came up as a Nickelodeon star in the Drake and Josh series. Really, I, I didn't know like, that. That's yeah, wow, that's he was. Very he was. To me. His thing was like he was a big fat kid. Fat kid. And yeah, like, I totally yeah. was like, that's that that kid. He's grown up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, he. Um, this was his period when he was kind of trying to break out of that Nickelodeon mold. So he did this film, and he did a film um, with Hilary Duff and Steve Coogan called um, What? <laughs> what goes up? What goes up? Which we need is to talk film. about this later. <laughs> <laughs> um, which which is another film that features a scene where he's jerking off. So it must have been his thing. Is like, give me any script where I have a masturbation sequence, and Nickelodeon um, <laughs> will never hire me again. <laughs> yeah. uh, but like, I thought he was really good in this role. Like, and to go head to head with like Academy Award winning Ben Kingsley, like, and and what is the what female's name? I feel like we haven't mentioned her, but I thought uh, she was Olivia- really good too. Uh, Olivia Thurlby, and she's also in that film with Hilary Duff and Steve Coogan. Wow, so this how is funny. A re- this is, yeah, <laughs> they must have been in it together. Yeah. 
Um, I also forgive me because it has been a few years since I've seen it, but I also feel like yeah. was the movie like really like sun drenched and it's like set in New York and it's really hot and I feel like it, there's something about the tone of the way it's shot or whatever. It really, yeah, it really like some, radiates off the screen. It was cool. Some choices yeah, from it, cinematography in it. Yeah, mm. yeah, which is probably the thing I like least about it. It was like oh. brown. The whole film is brown. <laughs> Well, yeah, there were some scenes on the beach and stuff where I was like, oh, wow, this is a hazy day. Like, yeah. I would forget to yeah. color grade. <laughs> but I feel like I feel like the whole thing is, you know, like everybody leaves New York in summer because it's too hot mm. and they go and like live like, at their holiday house. And it's like they had to stay, you know, like, so yeah, you're, supposed like the- to, you're supposed to feel that sort of like oppressive like feeling. It de- it definitely felt like I don't know the history of this film, but it felt like someone who's lived these experiences wrote mm. it. Like it felt very lived in and like a very New York perspective, very yeah. specific. And it planted a seed in me. All I've ever wanted is for someone to say, "I got mad love for you, shorty." Like I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you saying that? Like, did you would you want to date that d- drug dealer character, Lucy? Well, I if probably- you were of I probably age. I probably did date the equivalent of that guy. <laughs> like I don't I don't want to marry that guy. I don't want to marry that guy. But it felt uh, it felt something about it felt familiar. Well, like yeah, I feel like uh, a part of the sh- the the movie is the fact that he is learning what what love is and learning how relationships work. Like he like way too early just pulls out, "Hey, I love you." <laughs> And, um, <laughs> I got mad love for you, shorty. And then when that's and she, rejected, and she's like, I, "I like her reaction to that." She's like, "Wait, what?" And she walks off. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, like, uh, yeah. So I don't think like you would say he's like a perfect person. No, I, I feel like as well. It, you know, you, the way you were saying, Brendan, it's interesting. He does. He is exploring all these new sort of young adult themes for his life, and he yeah. does face them quite head on which you don't really see that so much with male characters you know or like males in real mm. life it's sort of like oh emotions rut roll i'm gonna hang out with my friends and pretend everything's fine but you know the way he's like i'm just gonna fully look at you and like watch you walk away because this is the first time i'm getting my heart broken i'm just gonna take it all in something yeah, like yeah, that totally. I, you know and it's like, well, like that boys should moment. be in touch th- with their yeah with their emotions they should like you know you gotta let these things happen to you which is yeah, another strength for this film is yeah, like the character of Ben Kingsley being a like a therapist and him being so emotionally crippled himself. <laughs> like, yeah, um, in in that same like sort of uh, male way, and for them to to sort of develop this this bond where they actually cry, like at the end, Ben Kingsley can actually cry in front of another person, like about what's going on, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, the character of. Uh, Josh Peck or whatever his name is, is like, mm-hmm. yeah, learning how to deal with his own emotions in, in a healthier way as well. So, yeah, I really liked it. Yay, I win the tenuous. <laughs> Hooray. <laughs> um, so did you think it was better than selfless, Brendan? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, uh, it wasn't a, a, hard, a hard decision yeah. to make, but I definitely... Uh, would recommend this to, to other people myself. So there you go. Can we do better next episode with our mm. recommendations? Will we get a three for three? 
Uh, Brendan, so next episode, you're recommending something to Lucy. Well, I was like, oh, this was like a really cool male-centric film that I watched, so I was going to give Lucy a a female-centric one. Happy International Women's Day to me! (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, it it seems I don't have any, (laughs) so that's a a failure on my part. (laughs) You need to look inside. It is International (laughs) Women's Day. <laughs> um so uh the one that I am going to get Lucy to watch is called Band-Aid. Do you know what Band-Aid is, Lucy? No, I remember you talking about it, but I can't. Um well, it's a movie about like a a, a married couple that are going through some like t- tough times um and sort of like basically to save their marriage in a way, they start writing songs in a band together about their fights um to sort of work through them and uh it's sort of like a a comedy drama that uh yeah just is that uh, fred armison i'm looking at the picture it's fred armison yeah oh i'm in yeah that's another reason i love me some fred yeah (laughs) that's why i chose it as well because you know i know how much you love snl yeah uh so yeah i think it was a a good watch and i think you might dig some of it so Cool. That's exciting. And Lucy, what are you recommending to me? Um, So, you know the way I made you watch Bed of Roses and you hated it and it was like 90s fun times and you're like, this is bullshit? Well, (laughs) I'm going to make you watch Singles now, the 90s, like Pearl Jam soundtrack. Uh, Yeah, Cameron Crowe vehicle. See how you go. (laughs) Well, I'm... I'm I'm very hopeful with that. I mean, I love Cameron Crowe and I love that era of movies and yeah. I'm I'm hopeful. It's really special to me and my sister, so we might have to, like, kick you out of the family if you don't like it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> Wait, I just saw another one. Can I change my mind? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, so I have Brendan. Now, I don't know what, like, because I'm worried because I just shat on his one this week. I don't know if I want to give him something that I really loved because I feel like he's just going to shit on it automatically. Yeah, I, I like I like flim flam with what these episodes are supposed to be. It's like, are we trying to punish the other person or are we trying to like be like, see, I'm cool. I know things. Yeah. I, I'm so, usually genuinely trying to give them something. They enjoy. Like, they, they all enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least yeah. with Paul, sometimes it is a bit of a, like, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you for making me watch, like, the Brazilian, like, high school musical or something like that. Football, football. I've never done yeah. that. I've never done there. that. It's there. It's in the chamber. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I am going to recommend to you the 2020 reboot of Saved by the Bell. So um, I want you to watch two hours worth of it. Come on, Paul. (laughs) Because I genuinely think you're going to enjoy it. And you haven't watched it. How many episodes do I have to watch? You have to watch. So it's 20 minute episodes. uh, So two, four, six, eight, ten. So if you watch seven episodes. I have to watch seven episodes. I feel like this is two I'm going to it's break down because you said 20 minutes, but I bet they're like 22 and 45 seconds. I'm doing the math and getting an hour and a half. 
No, two hours is fair. Two hours is fair. How long was uh, True Stories? You're not going to die, Brendan. You won't die. You'll live. It's okay. (laughs) I'm confident Maybe I'll love it. I'll watch the whole season. Yeah, I actually am predicting that you might watch the whole season. I think that you haven't given it a go because it's called Saved by the Bell and it's a reboot of a show you don't care about. It's alright because I'm Saved by the Bell. <laughs> but I think there's a lot to appreciate about this show that you're it's not giving it a chance. It? Is that a thing anymore? <laughs> no, no. Well, it's definitely not now. He's dead. But um, oh. yeah, but right. uh, yeah, he he was alive when the show was made. But yeah, he he didn't return. Um, oh, wow. They should yeah. feel extra bad about not including him now. Yeah, you might want to edit that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So that's your recommendation. So uh, that should be a fun one. Until next time, make sure you review us on iTunes or you're a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And I was Paul Mitzi. I was Lucy Thomas. I was Brendan Levi. Hooray! Bye. All right. Hooray for movies. Bye. Hooray for movies. Bye. Bye. The Swapcast podcast is recorded in Adelaide, Australia. It's hosted by Paul Mitzi and edited by Brendan Levi and Paul Mitzi. Our theme song was written and performed by John Marco of Two Creative, featuring Lucy Thomas, and recorded at Browntown Studios. Our music bumpers were created by Reggie Parker. Contact him on parkerregmusic at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.